This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And now that summer vacation has started for kids around the state, we have some home improvement projects perfect to keep them engaged and still learning during the summer. That's going to be a lot of fun. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? Oh, I'm good. I'm tired. I worked all weekend. What'd you do? Well, you told me I could only pick one thing off my list, but I want to read my list. Okay, read your list. And then you can decide what you want to talk about. Okay. All the things that I did. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, number one, I went to the hardware store to buy my Spartans for my mosquitoes. Good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. I bought a trailer. A Came trailer? Yeah. Second good idea. Yeah, you know how you go to the hardware store for an outlet and you walk out with a coffee maker? Sure. That's yeah. how I shop okay. at Walmart. Yeah, so okay, I walked good. out with a trailer, which was really good because of all the things I was doing. I installed insulation in the attic, okay. which was an wow. itchy little project. Right. I put a new pump on my treatment plant, my aerator pump. Okay. Okay, that was not hard. You just read the directions. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. okay. I have no idea what it does, but it's brand new. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, and it's running. And it's running. Okay. Yeah, I can... Mm, you can hear it humming. Right. I fixed the leak on my compressor. Oh, wow. Actually, I fixed the leak on my friend's compressor. Right. Okay. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> right. it wasn't holding air. So hmm. we took it apart and tightened up a couple oh, of things. Oh, it, was a air, it, wasn't a air, it wasn't a compressor on the air conditioner. No, heavens no. Gotcha. No, no, I'm, no, Pammy ain't doing that. Okay. Um, I painted four by four post on all six sides, Jeff. Oh, nice. All See, you did something You know, I thought I was busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at that. She did something that she learned from the show here. Then I That's Jeff right. taught me that. That's right. That's right. Okay. And then my friend started pulling the briars out of the brush, and I made myself very absent. Good. Oh, good for you. Yeah, they looked like they'd been in a fight with a cat when they were done. Right. I mean, it was it was wicked. And then I had some fun. We had a barbecue and had friends out there, and I, I took some time and threw a line in the water. Oh, nice. Yeah, I caught this enormous fish that broke the line. <laughs> of course it did. Okay, that's right. It's still there. It's still there. With, <laughs> yeah. with the line. Stole with the line. The, I told him, I said, if anybody catches a fish with a green lure in it, that's my fish. Right, right. <laughs> Well, mine was mine was not near as exciting. No, well, I did hear that you uh, worked out your shoulders this week. I did. I installed LED lighting over my head. Yeah, uh, and and, that, and that's tough. It's tough. It is. You got to hold your hands up there. Well, you're doing, and then you know, after about five minutes, you get to where ah, you just can't hold your hand up there anymore, so... Right. And then it's hard course, to bring it down, you well, know, because it's so stiff, right. and then you... Oh. For those of you, you know, I was talking about doing this a couple of weeks ago when I was painting a ceiling. You are talking about the lights. For those of you who think we're absolutely insane, just sit at your desk, wherever you are, hold your hands up for five minutes. Yeah. Dare you. Yes. Put a timer yes. on it. <laughs> so, so, so then after that, I went to um, one of the big box stores and bought a, a George Foreman grill, and... Uh, did you get a trailer? 
I did not get a trailer because it, it won't go for the grill. Walk out with a trailer. It won't go behind the boat very well. <laughs> okay. Right. And uh, threw uh, two lobster tails on it and a uh, a slab of salmon. There you go. And um, did you clean it with an onion? You know, I cooked Dr. an Pepper. onion. <laughs> you cooked. It. Right. Okay. It's um, not dirty enough yet. <laughs> Well, this weekend, I, I learned something from the show a while back, but I never really wanted to try. This weekend, I did. I have a, I have my pressure washer, washer, which is my favorite tool that I have. You know, sure. Yeah, you I get can, started, you can't stop. Can, That's right. I can make the most damage with this one product mm-hmm. than anything else. Anyway, it, it wasn't running right. It hadn't been running right for a year. It just it would sputter and spit and not want to really, you know, really, really really go well. So, and I worked with it and worked with it. And I talked one day, we had Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. And he said, Jason, go buy a carburetor. A carburetor. So here's what I did. I went and looked and found a kit online, which included the carburetor, a new fuel line, a new spark plug, and an air filter. All of this was $30. Yep. I, I, I had it sent to the house. I read the directions. It took me all of seven minutes to complete the uh, transition with the carburetor. And it works like a charm. Yeah. I mean, awesome. first Perfect. pull. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Man, it, isn't that satisfying? Oh, it is. Oh, gosh. It's For 30 just, bucks. It's yes. great. Yeah, yes. but and the secret here is to read the instructions. Yeah, now, I have to admit, here, I had to do that. Here, here's the thing, and it, hopefully... We've all learned from this, from talking to Hitchcock. Um, why did it mess up in the first place? Chances are it was bad. It, Bum it, gas. It, it wasn't bad fuel, but the fuel turned to varnish so, over mm-hmm. you know fuel. 45 days. Right. When it's stuck 50, in there for a long 50 time. 50 days or yeah. so. So put some stable in it or some right. or, or, or run it out is what is what uh, Hitchcock will tell you to do. Right. Just, just run right. it out. Mm-hmm. All right, we've been, uh, Francis is on the line at Natchez. We've been making her wait for too long. So let's go talk to uh, him, Francis. Francis is on the line at Natchez. What's going on with your roof, Francis? Yes, uh, I got a question. I've been up on several roofs down here, uh, shingle roofs, mm-hmm. and I found bullets. You know, what goes up comes down. <laughs> right, and, right. And found some embedded bullets, Time you know, in the shingles. Yeah. Easy repair. Question. A bullet goes up and comes down or puts a hole in a metal roof. How do you repair it? Okay. Ooh, we can we can talk about that. Is that is that like a patch system sure. or some sort? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they make uh, you know um, like if a limb hits your metal roof or whatever, you don't you don't replace the entire panel. Um, you can you can replace that section. Um, you know, however big that hole is. Uh, you need to uh, do a little research because you're going to have to rivet the new piece in. You're going to put some sealant, um, but but absolutely it can be done. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Oh well, that was easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know if they make like patch kits of some sort that you can buy, or is this it, something it, that you make? This is something that you're going to go to your metal roofing supplier uh-huh. and and or you know. Again, I'm not going to sit here on the radio and recommend anyone get on their roof. Especially right. a metal I, roof. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, it's metal. So, <laughs> I, I don't know your skill level. Right. Um, so my knee jerk, hire somebody to get on that roof that does it every day. Yeah. Patching that patching that metal roof is not going to cost a lot of money. So Okay. All right. 
That's a, that's a good point. All right. Thank you. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And i got to get to this problem now. And I'm hoping one of you guys have something because I, I, I hate this for this guy. Okay. I've lived in the same house for the past three years. As of several weeks ago, large groups of drain flies have been hanging out around my front door on a daily basis. It's frustrating as every time we open the door, they fly into the house. Any idea what's causing them to hang out at my door? They are also seen on the brick near the entrance. Any ideas how to get rid of them in a safe way? Um, drain flies. I know I what he's know what talking about. Drain it's a sewer fly. They, they, they hang out. Oh, they're in a, big. No, they're, they're, tiny. No, they're tiny. No, they're tiny. They're, they're like a they're, fruit fly. They're itty bitty. And my first thing is that you've probably got a break in your sewer line. That's the first thing I thought to when mm-hmm. I read the question. Wow. Um, these are little flies that hang around. It's, and as a matter of fact, if if you have even a slight plumbing, uh, plumbing backup or even a, a slow uh, drain, you'll find these things will come up through Right. And, come, well, come if, and if your P-trap isn't sealed, if you don't right. have water in yeah. your P-trap, that's come right not on only in. do you get super well, gases, but you get those little here, flies. Here's mm-hmm. a great way to tell if you have a broken sewer line, get a, um, it's not foolproof, but it's cheaper than the camera, get a snake, run it down there. Now, not, we're not talking about a real snake. Right. <laughs> yeah. A plumber snake. Right. Go out to the woods. Right. Unless you can train the snake to go out there and come back. Grab but the little snake. Come get, here, get buddy. Your, I got a job get your, for you. Get, get your plumbing snake and run it through there. And if you pull back mud roots or anything oh. like that, that's a great indicator that there is a break in that There's line. There's a break in the line. Right. Now, the other option is hire a uh, individual that can come camera that line for right. you. Right. Do a scope um, on it. Sure. And if it's an older place, it's probably not a bad idea to do that anyway. It's probably not. Let me ask you this. It, the guy said that it, um, that, uh, let's see, every time we open the front door, they fly into the house. Around my well, front door, and I it, thought, wow, that's a make, weird place for plumbing to come out. Well, it's really not, Mm-mm. because mo- most most subdivisions, your sewer tap is going to be out front. Out front. Right. So you're going to run that sewer to your closest right. point. Which might run right out into the front door. Which would be very close to the front door, and that's where your clean-out's going to be. Gotcha. So, and hey, it could be as simple as his clean out plug is off. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe someone hit it with a lawnmower. Somebody knocked it that's off. That's interesting. Good. Yeah, because they so, ride over those calves right. and, and beat that's them right. up, and that and they can come out that way. That's right. Yeah, that's a good thing to check. If, and and I know mine is only about I don't it's know what, only, three feet away from my, my that's patio. Right. Well, yeah, it should it should come right out of your house and angle up. And then it should be about, you know, three, four inches up out of the ground, just enough so it don't fill up with water. I have a question. And it should have a cap on it. Does the sewer line follow the water supply? Is it always no. kind of in close proximity? No, not okay. even, wouldn't even, no. Okay. It can, but but there, there would be no rule or no reason for that to to. To be true. You know, something you could do, too, is if you scope that line and you know where it's going and you've got any large trees. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, area, it, you it may want to. It'd be a good idea to remove uh, those. Uh-huh. Right. All right, folks. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, you know what? It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. Today, we're going to share some ways to use PVC. Also, some ways to get some kids uh, having some fun for the summer by working with 
home improvement projects. And there's some neat stuff you can do to get them started. So anyway, um, you uh, stay tuned. Do that. If, if you've got a question and want to join the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, who with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, folks, some of the things that you can get into this summer that might get kids to learn how to do things themselves. Right? I'm going to get them to pull the briars out. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Give them some gloves. Uh, but, you know, you can have kids help with little projects around the house, and they can actually think it's fun. And, and and it might just be work for you, but they, they might feel like it's fun. I know uh, I've mentioned on the show before how my daughter and I put together an assembly line of birdhouses one time, and she got to use the, you know, the nail gun and all that other jazz. Um, there's some other ideas there, a sandbox. So if you've got a little one, you can put together a sandbox together. Um, not a difficult thing. A sandbox is four pieces of wood if you want it to be. It's not a, not a tough thing. A tree swing. Very cool. You can uh, put this together with with uh, a kid. You know, the fun part about doing a tree swing is finding the correct limb that won't let you that won't fall. Well, let me give you a trick on that too, because really? um, I put in a tree swing in the back in my backyard, and I, there was a particular limb I wanted to put it on, uh-huh. but it was way up there. Right. <laughs> I mean, you were going to put a ladder up there. So my buddy down the street, he's a, he fishes. Uh huh. So I asked him to come down, and he put a weight on his fish yeah, line. Sure. And no. I'm telling you, he hit it, it the works. first That's cast. Right. Yep. That's right. And so he put it and up tie, there, and the weight went over, to, yeah, and then sure. tied the rope. And I was like, "That is genius." Yes. And too easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is amazing. I, I I I can't even tell you how many people just went, "What? Right? <laughs> that is easy. That is easy. <laughs> if you got a if you got a fishing pole." Put up your tree swing. Hey, I, I had to shoot my drone down with a crossbow. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It, it was way up in the pine tree, so we took an arrow. Of course, took the we we took a tennis ball. No, no, when a tennis ball is like a wiffle ball, right? And taped it up real good so there's no holes in it, right? And um, it took several tries. I was going to say, how many tries did it several, take to knock several. that sucker down? Um, oh no, no, he's a professional hunter. It took once, yeah, right. <laughs> Hit it right in the I heart forgot, first time. I forgot. Yeah. It was it was, it was one. the right. very first time, right? Yeah. He was blindfolded. <laughs> Over his back shoulder. Shooting it behind my back. Yeah. All, right. All right, let's go. To, uh, by the way, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. If you have a question about any project you've got going on, and by the way, it doesn't have to be as deep and big as some of these guys. It can be, hey, I'm putting up a, a paper towel rack or, uh, or 
you know, a, a doorknob is, is equally as challenging. Well, so, let me mention, you know, we talked about reading the instructions, and I did want to mention this. Oh, okay. If you're going to put insulation in your attic, bat insulation, which is that rolled up stuff, mm-hmm. unfortunately, folks, you got to put the itchy side out. Paper side right. always paper goes to the living area of to, the home. That's right. And it says that on the back, on the paper. It says. <laughs> well, I learned that on a. On you know, a, one a of your jobs, on a house yeah. we built several years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, the paper goes. Hang on. The paper goes on the living side. Yes, on the living side. So on the inside or the the inside of the home. Well, yeah. it, you've yeah. got to touch the itchy side. It's the right. pretty much what it. And then you have to. We used a staple gun, a, mm-hmm. a, a little uh, electric what, staple gun. Let me ask you. What, why didn't you just blow it? It was attic. It was vertical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was on a vertical vaulted wall. And then, okay, uh-huh. so you paper side to the sheetrock and then netted the other or, or no net? Well, we haven't done I'm going to, I think what I'm going to do is use flex um, straps yeah. and just go across and what staple them on the studs. Just something to keep it up there. Oh. Because it'll fall. It should have been insulated before they sheetrock. That way you're underneath doing it. Right, right. And you're touching the paper. Mm-hmm. Now you had to kind of snake your way under it. Mm-hmm. And it'd be a good idea because it could fall out, you know. Well, it already, I, I put my thermal camera on it and I could see where it was sagging yeah. after we did it. So You have the coolest tools. I'm telling you, it's a great stud finder. Right. Um, but, yeah, and I, I did. I, I, I hung uh, some hooks, and I used my thermal Nice. <laughs> $7,000 to find the stud. To find right. the hook. Yeah. yeah, And but anyway. All right, let's, uh, let's go back to email. By the way, if you've got a phone call, it's 877-MPB-RING if you want to uh, get a question answered, or we can give it a whirl. Years ago, the bathroom upstairs had some major plumbing issue, and there was a leak to the ceiling of the bedroom below. Uh, I'm told the plumbing was fixed, but for years that ceiling has just had a very long stain on it, about five, six feet long, two foot wide. So it was a big stain. I've been in the room a few times, but it's not in use for anything but storage, and the door stays closed. So uh, out of sight, out of mind, typically. I recently noticed a distinct mildewy odor in that room, so I want to get it taken care of right away. I don't know where to start or who to contact. How essential is mold remediation as the first step? Do they fix ceilings? If not, who does? A sheetrock person. Thank you, Kim. Uh, I want want to back up just a little bit there before we start getting the sheetrock person. Uh, We need to look for leak of any sort. we, we, We do need to look for the leak. Now, here's the number one rule with microbial growth. Mm-hmm. If you can get rid of it, mm-hmm. that's number one. I'm not going to treat it if I can cut it out, ice blast it out, whatever I've got to do. If I can get rid of it, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. If I cannot get rid of it, I'm going to chemically treat it. Right. Now, let's go back to the first one. If I'm going to get rid of it, I have to have the proper PPE. Right. So if I'm going to do that, I'm going to put my PPP on, PPE, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to cut my ceiling out. Uh-huh. Just remove uh, that sheetrock. Exactly. Of all the affected areas, mm-hmm. get that out of the home, bag it up nice and tight and, and seal it. Right. Then I'm exposed to my plumbing pipes. Right. Now I'm going to go upstairs and we'll turn every water faucet on, flush the commode. I'm doing everything. Now I'm I looking wanna, for a leak. Mm-hmm. I want to caution Kim. Um, 
uh, you're hearing this right now, and I know you're thinking, I'm not going to take my ceiling down. I mean, maybe you will. But but uh, some of the things that Jeff has mentioned already are, are, are pro-driven things that you would have to do. Um, well, yes, but it's if she is smelling, if they're still smelling mildew and stuff, they mm-hmm. probably have an active leak. Yeah, or let me put forth this. Maybe it's mildewy because the door shut. So you're not getting True. any return yeah, air in there, True. and you're well, pumping and cool using, air into an environment uh, with no return, then your walls are going to sweat. And aside from that, they could very possibly, if this is, room is used for storage, they could have something over a vent. Yeah, it could have well, nothing to true. do with the ceiling stain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could just be the... That's a new twist. Yeah. 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 Good thing to look for. Okay. Make sure that vent's open. Try to get some ventilation in the room overall. Since it's closed off, it's not getting returned. Yeah, return air is so important. Folks don't, I mean, they don't think about that. But if you don't have return air, yeah. you're not drying the it's air. Not, it, well, nothing is circulating. Nothing right. circulating. Air, air has to leave in order for air to come in. Right. Mm-hmm. So, And if you're shutting the door. True. And so it's only drawing from the, from the airspace underneath the door. If there's right. a space. If there's a space. <laughs> if there's a space. So, okay. Okay. We've That's got a new a, twist. We've got a caller on the line, and this one's going to challenge you guys. I don't know how much of it you've done. So. So here we go. Denise is a mobile, and she wants to talk about wood flooring on her house with piers. Oh, that's a whole new fun. What's going on, Denise? Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, so I have a, a house that was built uh, in probably 79 or 80, um, and we're doing a complete redo on it right now. And we've put in new subflooring, and we're getting ready to put down uh, – wood flooring, you know, tongue and groove. And I was wondering what material I would use between the subflooring and the tongue and groove, and if it being on piers made a difference. Pam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going we're gonna to treat it like a conventional foundation. Yeah, conventional. And so, okay. really, yeah. you, you have to make sure what's going on under the house. That's going to be your the, the driving issue there so if it's dry pretty dry down there and you've got a good plastic yeah okay and good plastic yeah then yeah and then you're going to insulate from underneath true um well i wouldn't no we were told not to yeah insulation bat insulation Mm -hmm. in the south is a waste of time because our dew point is so high Okay. What'll happen is you'll put that insulation up there, you'll pay somebody to do it and think that you've got a really nice product, and our dew point is so high that it's going to get wet and sag. And I had a client a couple of weeks ago that they had a big old mess underneath there because now they got microbial growth uh, all over the so subfloor. So how, how do we insulate? Well, why do you need to insulate? What would be the point of insulation in the South? It's, because... Now, this... this I'm assuming because in Mobile, now when she says uh, it's a house on piers, this could be one of the homes that she parks under. Oh yeah, you know, it's probably it, ten or twelve feet off the ground. Right, right, Denise. No, nope. <laughs> no, it's an old country house. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So how how far off the ground is it? About three feet. It's okay, got got, okay, you got, 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 got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. we're not going to insulate the, the the floor. I wouldn't. The only thing, if and, and I tell my clients all the time, if I crawl under a house and it's got insulation down there, I'm like, you probably want to get that out because even all your foam. Do- you don't even want to foam it. I, I will do an open cell foam. Okay. 
underneath the house, and I, but I will never put it under plumbing. Okay. But okay. how about between the three-quarter inch subfloor and the actual tongue and groove? I was told that some kind of moisture barrier uh, yeah. would yeah. be good. I'm, yes. I'm going to agree with the moisture barrier. Yeah. Absolutely. Just don't do a don't do a polyplastic. Use a product that is for that purpose. Yeah. And I can okay. remember there's some type of. When I was doing it in my house, it was a roll of blue, almost foamy-type stuff, and it was solid on one side and kind of foamy on the other. If I remember, because I installed that floor, didn't I? No, Pammy installed that floor. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yes, you did. Never mind. You did install the floor in the kitchen. I thought I did. And and what we used was... the moisture barrier recommended from the floor manufacturer. Manufacturer, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was a roll, and yours was white, I remember. Uh, well, we yeah. manufactured this flooring. That's so right. That's so, you, so you, yeah. No, we manufactured I know it. Oh, wow. No, yeah, I know. It came, came from trees in our backyard. I understand so. that. Awesome. That's amazing. That so, is yeah. awesome. Um, I would talk to some floor installers, specifically okay. those in Mobile, and, uh-huh. and tell them your situation. I think they would they would be more than happy to kind of give you some guidance yeah. on that. Yeah, I've installed okay, a floating floor before myself that was not true wood, uh, a floating floor, but it had the underlayment. It was that uh, it's like a, a rolled almost styrofoam foam. Yeah, a little thing. cushion to yeah. it or something. Yeah. Well, and Denise, let me mention this to you too. If you milled that wood yourself, uh-huh. you are really going to want to get that into a closed environment. That it already is, has been for oh, months. Okay, good. Because oh, yeah, it's yeah. going to yeah. shrink once yeah. it gets starts oh, yeah, drying yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, no. It's This has been a two-year process. Nice. That's awesome. Wow. That yeah. just sounds... Would you send us a photo? I'd love to see what that looks like oh, when yes. you get done. Yes, I will. I will do that. Wonderful. Send it to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I listen to you all regularly, so thank you so much. I've been looking forward to finding out your opinion. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank you, Denise. Thanks, Denise. Okay, all right. All right, folks, it's time for another break. Uh, When we return, we're going to talk about some of the obvious and not so obvious uses for PVC pipes. So stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Okay, so, so tell me if you've ever heard of this. Polyvinyl chloride. You know what that is? PVC. That's right. <laughs> Polyvinyl chloride, PVC. Um, so, and PVC, for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, is is typically identified as is the white plastic pipes. Yes. Um, and, and there's and, C. What does C stand for? And, C PVC. And windows. Yes, and windows. You're right. What does C stand for? That's a really good thing. C okay. PVC, because you can only use that on the hot water. What does the C stand for? Uh, we'll have we'll have Java look that up for us and then tell us. 
Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, so uh, PVC, that white piping, the, the 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 thing that folks use this for, and some of the things you can use this for unconventionally uh, that are are good uses, such as storage pockets. One of my favorite things to use PVC for. Uh, PVC for one time, I got a, a large piece, and I realized I could put my fishing rod in there. And in yep. that way, if, oh, you, yeah. if you put your fishing rod in there, uh, you know, you don't have hooks hanging out and, 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 and there's nothing grabbing anything else. And when you want your fishing pole, you just walk up and pull it yep. out. It's, just, Beautiful. it's real easy and simple and it doesn't get in the way. Right. And you can you can paint it black and put it in a corner and never and, see it. And it's protected. You know, I mean, some of these rods we buy can can be extremely expensive. Right. And, and they're fragile. Mm-hmm. Um you know another good thing you can do with PVC? What? A deer feeder. A deer feeder? A deer feeder. For, for all my redneck buddies out there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I've seen people in my neighborhood make uh, makeshift greenhouses out of PVC sure. pipe oh, yeah. and yeah. some plastic. It's yeah. as easy as it can be. It's very cheap. Sure. Um, I've so, made banner stands with yeah. it. And if you think right now, it, you know, if you're <laughs> building with PVC right now is not a horrible idea considering the price of wood. So uh, if you wanted to build a temporary structure right now, PVC might be a good way to go. So how do you cut your PVC? Well, there are a couple of different ways. And and probably the best way is one of the cutters that you would buy. Uh, that way you know you're going to do it right. But, man, I've cut PVC with everything from a from – a, uh, uh, I use a hacksaw. A hacksaw, I, yeah. yeah. I've used, I hate to say it, but I've used my miter saw on it. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not a big deal. It, you know, it's easily cut. And if you use a hacksaw, I know a lot of people don't like to use a hacksaw because it feels like you're going to have to uh, uh, do a lot of cutting, you know, because of the small teeth on a hacksaw. But no, it goes through it like butter. They make a, a great little ratchet. Yep. Um, it's got a razor blade on it. makes a great cut. Um, yes. And I love a, a good vice grip on my table in my shop to hold yeah. it, you know, because if you try sure. to hold it with one hand and cut it with the other. No, no, it just rolls. <laughs> it just rolls. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, ooh, man, I got to take this call. Dwight is on the line in Washington Parish, Louisiana, and he's got uh, an opinion on that floor that was uh, on piers in Mobile. What's going on, Dwight? Well, hey, how are y'all? Very so, good. Okay, well, I... I do a lot of, of the repair work um, on old houses in Covington and Mandeville and, and in Washington Parish that our houses are on piers. Yes. Um, and, and I do the full, I, I, mend, I mill the wood, I install it and refinish it and repair. So the one thing that I would add, the, the last caller, the house is three feet off the ground, which mm-hmm. is good, and there's no standing water, which is good, but, but I'm guessing she's, She's going to just use regular southern yellow pine. So the thing, the thing that building science says for the south at the right time of the year is to spray closed cell foam underneath an inch and a half, not open. Okay. Uh, not, not open, but closed cell, and, and you, you need that. It seals off because the, the new, if the house is tight on the wall and the ceiling and you've got a good HVAC, you're pulling whatever is down below into that wood, into the house, and huh. it, it, it is, it's a fungus that is called, people call it dry rot, but those spores get spread. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of, of 
of floors that are a century year old, and I'm fixing some that are just 20 years old, and there's no insulation under them. The house is way off the ground, but they're still rotting. So, interesting. How interesting. Yeah. I, I, like, mm-hmm. the, I like the sound. Um, yeah. Now, the, the, the good, the, the, uh, the great uh, information that was given by the, by the lady, I don't know her name, but uh, that fiberglass insulation is, is the worst possible thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Score one is, for Pam. Her right. name is Pam. Oh, that is good. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it, 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 you know, it sounds good. What, you go, what goes in between the subfloor and the floor, it, it, it's not that important. But uh, if, if you have the money, invest it in someone that's good, sprayed at the right time of year. Uh, which would be the fall or early, you know, or something like that. Close cell foam on a house that is on piers. Um, and that's, that's, that's my uh, two bits. Hey, Dwight, let me ask you real quick. What's the difference between an open cell or a closed cell? Why, why do you say closed? I'm just curious. Okay, because okay, the closed cell is, it does two things. It's a vapor barrier and a moisture barrier. Okay. So yeah. that's why you put the open cell when whenever we do it as when we're building, the open cell goes up under the roof deck because it is it is housed in an enclosed area because it it only does it only does one thing. It does the vapor. So it doesn't provide the moisture. So that's why exposed to the outside closed cell is is what you absolutely want. Awesome. That's, wow. That's, that's what you want. Need and a you gig, need... Dwight? What's that? I said, you need a gig? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well if, if, if it has to do with, with antique wood, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Thanks, sir. Thanks, Dwight. That we was, appreciate it. That was great. Well, I enjoy y'all, enjoy y'all show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's keep on going. Eric is on the line in Biloxi, and he has a C PVC pipe information. I got to hear this. So, what's the difference in the C, Eric? What's the deal? Okay, PVC is polyvinyl chloride. C PVC is chlorinated polyvinyl chloride, which allows the pipe to handle uh, temperatures uh, up to two hundred degrees, where PVC you can only go up to one hundred and thirty. Wow, I never knew that. There we go. There it's we as go. simple well, as I that. Didn't, I didn't either until I Googled it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you could have saved that, that part, Eric. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> well, you sounded we, smart there for a minute, Eric. That's right. So, we we could have Googled it. I was going to ask you if you're an engineer or something. but All right. Well, all right. Thank you very much. Eric, Bye-bye. thank you. Thanks, we Eric. love that. That's perfect. <laughs> Number to call is 877 MPB. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just, what you thought. I needed somebody else to be smarter than me today. Yeah. That's my second guess. Right. 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Some of the other store, uh, stuff that people use PVC for, I love this uh, bungee cord organizer. All right, now you have to picture it, okay? Elastic cords can quickly become tangled mess. And I know I do this in my truck all the time. Find the one you need at a glance with a handy rack made from three or four inch PVC pipe. So some of the big PVC pipe, all right? Just drill a uh, half inch diameter holes in the pipe to match the slightly stretched lengths of your cords. And they just go right in there. Yeah. Boop, 
It's a great idea. It's like a a cord rack. And and even though PVC is going up just like everything else, it's still relatively an inexpensive piece of building material because the things you're talking about doing, we don't need a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and it's weird because you can buy um, a piece of uh, PVC pipe. Let's say you go for an eight-foot piece of PVC pipe, and you put that right up against an eight-foot two-by-four. Oh, right yeah. now, yeah, and you know it's 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 just it's ridiculous. I so. just go to the PVC center in my shop, and oh, in your shop you have a section. <laughs> I have a section for PVC leftover PVC. Left, I, listen, I don't throw anything Pam's away. Depot. <laughs> you know Pam's the coolest Depot. thing about PVC though is it's spray paintable, so you can make it anywhere, anything. Yeah, it's fun. As long as you don't now, scratch it. You know, it doesn't <laughs> right. live real well outside. No, it doesn't. No. It, 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 Not for long. That sun. and Pex don't do well outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Have another email. All right. My split level, split level home, circa 1965. Has, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Has case brand... <laughs> Wall hung toilets. Okay. All right. One of the second, uh, one on the second level, and two on the top level, all on the same wall, I believe. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Replacement toilet seats, one hundred and fifty plus, and tank assemblies, two hundred and fifty plus, are so expensive that it makes more sense to replace the toilets. If possible, can this be done? I'm guessing it would be near impossible to convert them to conventional toilets. These case toilets were the state of the art in their day, but are simply old. I'm having a hard time figuring out where to start. This is tough because, uh, you well, know, you can you can do a million different toilets if you got the right hole in the ground. I mean, you know? first of all, nothing on that house is going to be impossible, right? And we can do it. It's just but money. It, right. It's money. It's money, time, and labor. Yeah, that's all it is. Now, yeah. and I don't. She said they were all on the second level. Second and third, yes. Okay, okay, which is good Mm -hmm. because let's think about what what we're going to do to do that. We're going to have to obviously remove the wall hung, Mm -hmm. take that plumbing, and get it converted to a floor collar. Yeah. Um, If you've got tile floor in that bathroom. 1965, it's probably cast iron, Uh but we can adapt cast iron to PVC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and uh, you know we're going to tear up our tile. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to end up doing a remodel project. You know, right. if you're going to ch- if you're going to change the toilet out in that circumstance, I would just totally redo the bathroom. But well, but you know, I'm picturing this wall mounted. Well, I'm sitting here thinking the same and thing. I'm thinking cool. Does I, yeah, no, I'm not changing that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to change it unless I, I just know, cannot get parts. Does I that know have where they value? Because I'm going to go get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't gone. that have value to have something unique I like think that? So. I do too. I mean, and, and there's no moving parts in a in a in a commode. It's all gravity. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. it's not like nothing I'm, to go bad. Really. Yeah. It's not like I'm replacing a motor. I mean, something. those are kind of back in style. I mean, stuff Absolutely. like that. I, People I like love it. it. And I bet they're green, pink, mm-hmm. or something blue. Yeah. You know, one of those. But sticking out from the wall like that, I'll that's tell just you awesome. What, call call your call your plumbing supply house uh-huh. and find out what a what a multicolored like we talked about, uh, 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 what that colored commode cost. 
They oh. are extremely expensive. Really. Yeah, if, if you're if you're just set on taking it out, sell it on Craigslist. I mean, right. <laughs> right. it might pay for the bathroom. That's right. All right, Aubrey's on the uh, on the line. He wants to comment about painting PVC. I know Aubrey. I paint it all the time, and it will scratch off, but it's still fun while it's there. But go ahead. What's up? <laughs> it's hard to say on there. Uh, you can get uh, at automotive paint shops. You can get uh, vinyl dye. You can get what? Okay, vinyl, vinyl dye. Vinyl dye. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, like they use on dashes and automotive sure. and yeah. whatnot. So it works real good. I've never thought of that, but that's yeah. a fantastic that idea. That's a good idea. You can dye the PVC pipe. And I know that sounds silly, folks, but but like I've had I've had to use one one time. I was running some power and it was going underneath my garden, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well when it poked out, I painted that part green. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you sure. Know, I mean you know, where it poked out of the ground? You know, well, his, his pipe for the for yeah. his, for Well, his, I'm sitting here thinking, I just put in a French drain, and I did a clean-out. So there's a piece of PVC pipe sticking up, right. and I'm like, oh, I'm going, as soon as the show's over, I'm going right. to the automotive store. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> It just kind of hides it. I, you know, I thought about that. Now that you say that, Aubrey, the thing we were talking about earlier, uh, the plumbing in the home that, that comes out right in the front of the home, and that clean-out valve, why have I never painted that big, uh, you know, because it's about five inches around that big screw that, that yeah. goes over that hole, oh, and yeah. it's a white piece of PVC. I need to cover that, like a ground yeah. color of some sort. Well, just make sure that yeah. the that the lawn service that knows where it is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, it right off. <laughs> Maybe red. Yeah. You know, and, and, two, that's something that you want your plumber to be able to find. find really yeah. That's true. Yeah. It needs to be found. I know you don't like it. Put some guys pine, are no fun. Put some pine straw over it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Aubrey. We really appreciate uh, it. All righty. Anytime. All right. All right. Craig's on the line. And uh, Biloxi, yeah, what, do, what do you got going on, Craig? Yeah, I was mentioning about that toilet. If it's a wall mount, you can make a raised platform there, and if the bathroom is big enough, and uh, run it from the raised platform into the wall. Yeah, you, you, of course you could. That's I, an idea. Well, well, that's if it's on I, a slab, you do that, right? Well, I mean, if you've got, I, a, I wouldn't want to do that. I, nothing wrong with that, Craig. Other than you just be the really appearance, tall. <laughs> the appearance of now, I've. I've anytime anytime my company does a remodel and this has been our philosophy for 25 years if we're going to come to your house and do a remodel do an addition or anything like that I don't want it to look like a remodel or an addition I want it to look like the original home the original deal now we may upgrade right but I don't want to go in there and do a retrofit and then oh i bet that's not original construction right, right yeah so i hope this yeah. was permanent. And, 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 well, my th- yeah my thinking was it's already split level and they just that's true that into the bathroom <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm not i'm not i'm not beating up on you i'm just giving another perspective to that to that um um I suggestion think, yeah. in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna confess something here um, we actually did it in 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 my house that I live in right now because we installed a downstairs shower and it's on a slab, so I didn't want to bust the slab. There's a bunch of reasons why I didn't do it, so we just raised it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Huh. I, I I agree with you. I would I would prefer it mounted on the floor, but I sure. Some, sometimes they have financial or, or they uh, just doesn't right. matter to them. There, right. there you go. Great, great, great okay. suggestion. Okay. Bye bye. 
Thanks, well, Craig. You know, if you raise the toilet, you better give Pammy a stool. Because I can't sit well, on no, a raised toilet. We're going to give you, it's going to be big enough where your feet are just going to oh, go on the platform. Oh, you just step up. You're, right. all, you're, all you're doing is stepping up. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I feel better about that. Right. That's nothing wrong with that. That's. I mean, you know. No. 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 It's just. Looks like a throne. Hey, <laughs> well, look. Paint the thing gold on the bottom. Uh, yeah, and put some hey. beads on it. Right. Beads. Cho- it's chocolate and vanilla. All right. Okay, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. So call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE Certified Inspector to Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's uh, program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Okay, got an email here that I got to go to you guys for. This is, uh, this hurts my soul to read this one. A crack in the ceiling across my upstairs hallway has appeared. Is this a sign of foundation problems? Remember, this is an upstairs hallway, and it's in the ceiling. So, crack in the sheetrock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, is, it, is the crack straight or crooked? Good question. I don't know. Because if it's straight, it's just a seam that's, you know, yeah. through the years worked its way out. Now, if Chances it, are, if you don't have cracks at your doorways angling off at about a 22 degree. A lightning strike. I call mm-hmm. them a lightning yeah. strike. Um, yeah. Chances are it's just a tape joint where either a screw or a nail has backed out. Um, probably not a big deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um. <laughs> All that misery over nothing. I know. Jason, I was I was just, hurt for now, it because I thought, now, oh, man. Now, there's a technique to fix it, but... You know, and that we can get into that on another show or whatever, but because um, you got to hold prob- your hands over your head, it's probably not. Right. A, it's probably not a big deal if I've got one one crack in the ceiling. Let's fix it and and uh, paint it and move on. Yeah, let's make. You know what? As a matter of fact, to say that, and we mentioned sheetrock earlier, uh, folks. Sheetrock, and I know uh, patching sheetrock is is can be a little. Uh, difficult at times to get it just perfect however however you can't do it but let me say this if you've got a wall that's beat up in six different places with dents and holes and everything else a piece of sheetrock is about 12 bucks so so you know if you really are if you're patching and patching and patching it might be worth it to take the panel out and replace the panel they're eight foot four, all of them. Depends so, on, yeah, depends yeah. on how many uh, Emmy holes you got. But, but yeah. you know, it's an art. But less, less mud is always better. Right, right. So yeah, and patience. That's right. It just That's takes all it some is. time because you got to. That's all it is. You got to float it, let it sink. I mean, let it dry. Mm-hmm. Then you so, got to go back and sand it. But see, you've got to do that on the holes, just like you would the the mm-hmm. big piece of sheetrock, brand new. So anyway, all right, Angie's on the line. Uh oh. 
we're in trouble. She's in Mobile. What's going on, Angie? We're not trouble in Mobile. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Mobile has been showing out this morning. I've been to Mobile before. Oh, wow. Well, mine is really simple. I want to um, paint my fence. It's got a few rusty places, but because it's a fence, it's kind of hard to scrape the rust off. So I was just mm-hmm. wondering, can I still just get some rust-oleum and just paint over the fence? And if so, what's the best way to paint it? Should I get a sprayer, roller, or a brush? Well, what sort of fence is this? It's like a just a basic metal, you know, fence. Like a like a black we would call wrought iron, but that re, not real wrought iron. It's not wrought iron at all. I just yeah. want to paint it black. It's just it's metal. Just the, yeah. Okay, it's just yeah. metal fence. Um, well, I've got good news for you. They actually make a paint that eats rust. No. Yes, they do. What is it? Yes, they do. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. But, yeah. But yes, they they have a product that. And what I'm going to what I'm going to ask you to do is go online. Um, you can probably get it at your major paint stores. Um, and if I remember, it's not expensive, but it will eat rust. Then you prime it, uh, and then you paint it any color that you want. And Angie, I've done this before: a metal brush and some um, some uh, Brillo type pads. Yeah, but, a little know. spinning on your cordless drill. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a few options. Make a lot of work there. All right, folks, we ran out of time again. This happens almost every week. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Wednesday's 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.